Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Apocalyptic films, mm-hmm. you often will just see people sitting, sobbing, clinging onto their loved ones, waiting for the world to end. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling about Twitter right now. Oh. <laughs> Do you get that sense? Yeah, yeah. It does feel like the end is nigh. Yeah. It makes me feel justified for not bothering to tweet since about, I don't know, <laughs> what year is it now? 2017? But you're still lurking every day. I'm there every yeah, day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I yeah. enjoy it yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that it's just going to be me and Raccoons Hourly. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> In the end, clinging to each other oh. as as the uh, the seams of the world are ripped apart. Uh, I have actually heard that Raccoons Weekly has gone to Masterton. Hourly, Annabelle. Hourly. <laughs> raccoons I'm Hourly. sorry. Hourly. Hourly. Oh, it's so, Raccoons Weekly. Don't worry. Raccoons right, Hourly is yeah. fine then. Yeah, yeah. So you talk about Mastodon. Did I say it wrong? I don't know how you say no, it. No, nor do I. Just, You're not on it then? No, not yet. I, I, try, I had a look. Very confused. Here's what puts me off. There's all like at signs in it. Mm. And you have to pick a server. I know, I don't understand I don't it. Commi- I don't want a com- commitment like that. Yeah, it seemed too big. Overly com- I also don't like the name. It either sounds like a Doctor Who baddie, like Doctor Who and the Invasion of the Mastodon. Mastodon, yeah, yeah. Or like a formal way of addressing a young man called Don. Mastodon, yeah. I'm not into that. What am I going to do though? If it goes, what will I do if Twitter goes? Like, what, 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 what else am I going to have constantly open in a tab to distract me from whatever else I'm meant to be doing? Yeah, well, your brain will have to do thinking and stuff. Like it's really scary. <sighs> I feel here's what I feel like. I feel like I'm in Pompeii. Hmm. I can see there's fire in the mountain, the ashes starting to rain down from the sky, but I'm thinking. But my life is here. My, I have a nice house here. Look at my beautiful atrium. I'm a well-respected... Would I be well-respected in Pompeii? <laughs> I'm a well-respected... I'm trying to think of a job I could do in Pompeii. I'm a well-respected gladiator. No, I think again. <laughs> a merchant? And uh, no, I can't see you doing that. You need that. to have like a bit of patter, don't you, to be a merchant? Mm. An architect? Mm. No. Don't have very good spatial awareness. No, you you basically saying Jeff, you wouldn't be well respected if you, no, if you're no, in Pompeii. We, we just haven't found your, your job yet. Mm. Oh, I know what you'd be. You'd be what? one of those people who was. What game was it they were playing when they got, got frozen? You'd be one of those masters. 
It was similar to chess, like you'd be a, a respected dice player. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't. I can't leave that behind. Mm. If I desert Pompeii, I'll be nothing. I'll just be a man wandering. The, and I, I can't rebuild at my age. <laughs> like, and that's what it feels like. Because I feel that the the end is nigh, as mm. as you said. Like, mm. and not even necessarily Twitter's going to go, but I know that he's coming for my blue tick. Oh, you still got my it. Verified, yeah, old Musky. Not, not paying for it. Muskie's, of course not, no. 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 And oh. you know, he's taking those blue ticks away from people like me. Mm. And I just think that when when that goes with it, we'll go, what fragments are left of my self-worth? Oh, God. I'll be stripped of it. Yeah, that was the last thing to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really felt like I was someone with that blue tick. Mm. Like how how am I going to feel superior to other people without it? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I know, it'll be very tough. Maybe I should, maybe I should join an exclusive uh, an exclusive country club. Hmm. No, you're not seeing that. I can't. No, I, I can't. I mean, no, I can't imagine it. I'd just be like wandering around the. St- here's what I think it'd be like. Here's how I'm imagining me moving around the exclusive country club. Yeah. The staff there are so well-trained like you get in very fancy hotels Mm. and they don't necessarily bow and scrape to you i wouldn't want that no but it's all like uh they're very adept with their small talk so it's not like when i was in the supermarket last week and i said how are you and the guy went thursday in (laughs) it they're just much more adept than so i would walk in and they'd say ah mr lloyd lovely to see you how's the podcast going Mm-hmm. They just have all that up their sleeve. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have to do any work. I mean, actually, in that situation, I'd go, which one? And I'd really hope it was this one. But then they go, the <laughs> one with Mr. Miliband. Of course it would be that one. Which is yeah. uh, the way it always goes. But, oh. you know, they go, oh, I hear very good things. They're, they're, they're adept at it. I, oh, I, I just have to bat the ball back in their direction yeah. and, and they will make me feel good about myself with that obsequious service. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Sounds great, doesn't yeah, it? I want to join. I wouldn't be playing badminton or anything like that. What would you be doing then? I don't know, just not badminton. I have tried it. I mean, not since I was a teenager. <laughs> but there's something misleading about it in that the the weight of the the bat. Hmm. Bat. Um, what, what is it? I don't know. Probably a racket. Oh, the, yes. Yeah, yeah. The weight of the racket. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, a shuttlecock make you think, oh, this will be easy. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. No, it's very difficult. Yeah. I would. His, his Weirdly, what, I've not played it since I was a teenager. Yeah, was it like really why? popular in our teenage years? <laughs> why, why is that? I don't know. Here's, here's what I would like at my country club as a game. Mm. Maybe that dice game that I used to play in Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But also, if I was going to play a racket sport, what what I would want is um, a, a, a game based on keeping a balloon up in the air, but using a very light paddle. That is my dream game. It's good, isn't it? I love that. I love that game. We should invent it. Well, I think it's been be invented. Is it? Yeah, it's called balloon tennis. What? Yeah, well, that's what I call it. <laughs> I know, but we got to. I mean, we got to monetize it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got to mm. commodify it. Why don't you invent a balloon tennis country club, and then you can be the king of yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what else I would enjoy about this country club? Mm. Inviting friends for dinner. So I'd say, Annabelle, why don't you join me at the club for dinner on well, Thursday night? Yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll leave, I'll leave your name at the gatehouse. Oh, of the gatehouse? That's what I'd love, leaving your name at the gatehouse. Oh, that's nice. I'm starting to worry about the interview process. 
I think I'd need to get um, nominated. <laughs> I'd need to get nominated, then seconded. I, th- I've, I've never, I think I'd be all right you know, pressing the flesh to secure a nomination, mm. but um, I'm worried about the seconding. It's going to be a push. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But if I get through, do you know what I'll be doing? What? Blocking other people's nominations. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Hovering around that notice board, <laughs> looking at all the proposed members. Ollie Murs, no, I don't think he's that kind of person at all. We don't want that type in there. No. Wouldn't want to be on a committee, though. I can't imagine you on a committee. No. What I'd like is to have the ear, like be some kind of eminence grease whispering in the ear of committee members. But, you know, not actually on a committee. That sounds not my, not my kind of thing. Too, too much interaction. Too admin <laughs> Too admin yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't sound anybody who wants to be on a committee. Mm. I don't think I've ever been on one. No, and I, I hope I never am. <laughs> never been invited on one no. either. One of the most popular, one of the most popular podcasts in Sweden mm. is called the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. Ooh, that doesn't sound very nice. It can't possibly be as good as its name, could it? Do you, do you know what it's about? No. Nope. I don't even know. Nope. <laughs> Texted a friend to ask. Right. She wasn't really a fan. Okay. Um, why did I mention that? committees anyway but the point of all this is yeah uh if if any um drifters want to nominate me for a, a country club in readiness for when twitter collapses mm-hmm. then I'd, I'd like that okay i just can't think what life would be like without twitter what if i had to read a book <laughs> that'd be nice what if i had like a pithy observation or little joke that i couldn't immediately have validated by the dopamine hit of people pressing a heart <laughs> button <laughs> This is the new world. What if I had to contact the person behind Raccoons Hourly (laughs) and get them to send me a picture of a raccoon on the hour, every hour, 24 hours a day? They're not going to do it. It's a sad new world. (laughs) Annabelle. Yes. Have uh, have any drifters found the time to send us stories of their own failed attempts at interacting with with human beings, their own neuroses when it comes to social situations, so on and so forth. I know that the correspondence, there was a, we were having a little um, uh, supply chain issue with it. Yes, How, yes. Is that improving? It's a slightly, yes, yes, I'm happy to say. And the first one is from Alec Lodge, who says, as you said you were short of emails, I thought I'd sight myself up. And Alec Lodge? Alec Lodge, yeah. Oh, oh when oh. I invite you for dinner at the, uh, the, the country club, I won't leave your name at the gatehouse, I'll leave it at the lodge. Alec Lodge. I'll leave at, your name at the lodge. At the lodge. Yeah. I thought I'd cite myself up and send you a story from a couple of years ago that still makes me cringe. Only your desperate calls for drifter stories has made me relive this bout of social awkwardness. Thank you, Alec. We appreciate it. Yes. For some reason, I'm one of these people, or possibly the only person on planet Earth, that rehearses conversations in their head, despite not knowing what other people are going to say. You're not alone, Alec. No. It can lead me to having to stop and ask if I've already told a story before because I've rehearsed it so many times in my head. I forget if I've said it out loud (laughs) or losing my stride when people don't say what I've rehearsed. But what happened on the day in question was far worse. I'd somehow managed to break a windscreen on a forklift truck at work. Luckily, I didn't get into trouble, but I had to sweep up the glass and do an accident report. I won't bore you with it all, but I knew how it had happened and was ready to tell my colleagues in a very undriftery fashion. I had it all rehearsed in my head. I'd practised the eye roll I'd start the story off with and everything. This is how it was going to go. Me. Eye roll. I just broke a forklift windscreen. Colleagues. Did you? Me. Yeah. Didn't realise something was up against the windscreen and drove straight through it. 
This went through my head about 20 times before I went into the break room where two of my colleagues were sitting quietly. Full of small talk confidence, I started. Me? Eye roll as rehearsed. I just broke a forklift windscreen. Colleagues? Raised eyebrows, but say nothing. Me? Did you? Me? Yeah, didn't realise there was something up against the windscreen and drove straight through it. What the hell was I doing? I actually said their line for them. I didn't need their line. I could have carried on, but for some reason I said their bit just because that's how I'd rehearsed it in my head. They just looked at me like I was mad. I think one mumbled something about wondering what I was doing with a broom earlier. Obviously, I employed the port protocol and took yet a reminder, another reminder as to why I should never attempt small talk. I think a ventriloquist dummy could have helped you out in that situation. <laughs> oh, God. What's wrong with... See, so I would feel like you in that situation, mm. that I had humiliated myself. Yeah, yeah. However, what is wrong with them that they, yeah. they did not... D- didn't interact. The worst bit of the story is they didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't properly acknowledge it. They're, they're the worst people that have come out of this story, definitely. Yes. Mm. Okay, let's go on to Dotty. The other day I was catching a train from Peckham Rye to London, Victoria. The next relevant train was due in about 20 minutes and because it was a cold and windy day, I decided to take a seat in the waiting room on the platform. Inside the waiting room was one other person, a man in, I'd guess, his 40s, with a bicycle propped up next to him and a messenger bag on the bench beside him. He looked like a nice and upstanding gentleman and I had no concerns about taking a seat on the bench opposite were putting out my book and starting to read. After about 30 seconds, a sparking sound caught my ear and made me look up. The man was holding a small glass bottle with a little rock of something inside, trying to light the top of it with a cigarette lighter and then inhaling the resulting fumes. My knowledge of drugs is patchy at best, but there was no telltale smell of weed, so my best guess was that the nice upstanding gentleman on the bench opposite was trying to enjoy some crack right there in a public waiting room, Uh, in a railway station at four uh, in the afternoon. What could I do? I had my doubts about staying in the waiting room with him, not because of the fumes, which were negligible, but because I'm given to understand that smoking crack can make some people a little skittish. Erratic, I guess. (laughs) Skittish (laughs) is great. Great word. But I obviously couldn't leave the waiting room lest the nice and upstanding crack smoker think me judgmental and (laughs) uncool. As I sat and pondered, pretending to read my book, the situation resolved itself. The cigarette lighter ran out of fuel and the fellow got up, gathered his bag and his crack and his bicycle (laughs) and headed out of the waiting room, pausing only to ask me if I perhaps had 50p I could give him. The modern age of ours being predominantly cashless, I was able to answer me truthfully that I did not. I could Venmo you. Ben, I, you, you mentioned that earlier and I've never heard of it. Oh, I hear people say it in American oh, shows. Yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> so you don't really know either. No, okay, no okay, okay. I'm worried about um, being high on crack in charge of a bicycle. Doesn't sound good, does it? Especially when you're skittish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please send us uh, your stories of uh, not qu- not quite knowing what to do with yourself around other human beings. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Glasses are back on. 
They came off <laughs> at the end of the last email. They're back on again now. Off and on, off and on. Um, so, Annabelle. Yes. Have you put your glasses on in readiness yes. for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? I have. And it's about how unmemorable I appear to be. This is something that really hit home last week. So I mentioned before that my son has just started school, which has involved meeting a lot of people. One woman I met last week and we did the usual conversation starter in this situation. Who's your child? She told me the name of her child and I had a great follow up because her child's name was Annabelle. So I could go, oh, that's my name. She didn't look particularly amazed by it, but it, she wasn't as nonplussed as the time I met a woman whose name was Emily, my middle name, and whose daughter was called Annabelle, my first name. And I said, oh, my name's Annabelle Emily. And she went, oh, <sighs> I know. I know. I don't know if I'm finding a newfound confidence, but I think s- sometimes the problem isn't us drifters. <laughs> it's the rest of yeah, the world. In, this, in that situation, I think you're right. Yeah. But I think it's also for the best because about a year later, I overheard a woman in a cafe who had three children called Annabelle, Emily and Tom, Tom being my partner's name. And because of my previous knockback, I stopped myself from telling her, which looking back, I'm grateful for because that would involve too much <laughs> explaining, wouldn't it? So yeah. anyway, back to the mum from last week. I told him my name, bit more talk, end of conversation. A matter of a few hours later, we were talking again and she said, oh, sorry, what was your name? I have the same name as her child and she'd still forgotten me in the space of a few hours. That's how unmemorable I am. And it took me back to two other things. The first, when I was pregnant, I did NCT, that short course you do about babies and childbirth, but basically people tend to use it to meet parents who are going to have babies around the same time as them. So I did the course over the weekend. I thought I caught a well with a few of the people, a few other parents, And then via WhatsApp, they organised some drinks one evening a few weeks later and someone booked a table. I said I was coming on the messages, but I was coming a bit later because I had pregnancy yoga first. When I turned up, not only was there no space for me at the table, but the look of blankness on everyone's face when I arrived. They honestly had no idea who I was. It was a painful few seconds while they just stared at me. Eventually it did register because I was a pregnant woman saying (laughs) hello to them like I knew them, which I did. (gasps) The last one, I've mentioned this before. After I left university, I did data input uh, in the offices of a credit card company. And everyone had worked there for a while. And I was just a temp. But I did speak to a few people. And when I left, it was really lovely of them as they got me a leaving card. But the envelope was blank. And the space where you'd put dear so-and-so was also blank because they had no idea what my name was. (laughs) And had probably just been referring to me as that girl or that temp. (laughs) So I suppose I remembered I was leaving. So that is one thing. I'm holding on to that. But I felt so bad about being unmemorable this week that I Googled, God, I Googled how to be more memorable. The first result was by Forbes, the American business magazine. It was seven ways to make yourself more memorable. And there's stuff there about making a good first impression, being consistent, being positive. Number three, it said, work your quirks. My quirks? What? Like I have to put my left slipper on before my right one. That if anyone asks me to do something, I say, do it yourself in my head. But I don't ever know what to do with my arms. That I believe I have special intuitive powers when it comes to back scratching. That I can't ever tell if clothes are dry or not. That I don't understand why you need to wash towels when you only ever use them on clean bodies. That all the doors on one side of my house have to be held in place with either a cushion or a slipper rammed under it. But I secretly think I'm so good at sacking the dishwasher that I could do it competitively. And that I believe a deflating helium horse balloon once tried it on with me. 
Yes, I probably would be remembered if I said, hi, I'm Annabelle. Has a deflating helium horse balloon ever tried it on with you? It has me. <laughs> but for all the wrong reasons. But, you know, perhaps it's better to be unmemorable. <laughs> Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I've lived in London nearly 24 years and on Saturday I did one of the classic touristy things. Never done it before in all that time. Oh, what is it? I went to the top of Monument. Oh, I've never done that either. So the Monument is, uh, it's, how would you describe it? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, you'd probably call it a monument <laughs> to, uh, to, to the Great Fire of London. And it takes the form of a huge column. Mm. Imagine something like Nelson's column, but without Nelson on top of it. Yeah. You're not too far off. So like a very, very tall pillar that stands on this particular spot. And um, it is as high, its height, if you were to lay it down, is the distance from where the Great Fire of London started in Pudding Lane. Mm-hmm. Show what a song I love. Go on. London's burning, London's burning, London's the burning, engine, London's the burning, 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 Oh, it's a great song though, isn't it? It's brilliant. Play it on recorder. Mm. Still to this day. Oh. Muscle memory. That is amazing. Yeah, it is, yeah. (laughs) I've ever told you that we did it. Um, We did a concert at school and I think we had to play that Mm. on recorders. (laughs) Oh God, I was such an eccentric child. I got my mum to take me to a shop that printed letters onto sweatshirts mm-hmm. so they were like iron-on letters in those days oh yeah and had a sweatshirt printed that i could then wear at the recorder concert saying don't clap just throw money <laughs> <laughs> aged eight or whatever it was love it <laughs> um, i had a flashback to getting my mum to do something with letters but i can't remember what it was i'll have to ask her yeah it's like, such a lucky it was a thing wasn't yeah it, it really was yeah. yeah 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 those kind of velvety letters yes. that would eventually peel off yes um why would we talk about oh so i went to the so gina's been doing um great fire of london at school okay. he wanted to go to monument he heard that if you climb up to the top then you get a certificate he was very keen to get a certificate and i agreed do you want to know why i agreed why because I want him to have a wonderful childhood. Great. Just want him to have a wonderful childhood. Great, great, great. I am, however, mm. um, quite scared of heights. I don't think I knew that about you. Well, it really varies. It really varies. So, um, it's for example, 
I could go to the top of the Empire State Building hmm. or a mountain okay, and be pretty fine. Put me in a cable car, not good at all. Okay. It's about how precarious the height yeah, yeah. feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's my big trigger. So I remember going to oh, – that's boring, I won't tell you, but I was okay. about to waste 40 seconds of everyone's life, 40 more seconds of everyone's <laughs> life. I've wasted quite enough. Anyway, so so the, the point is I, I, I have this fear of heights depending on what I'm up. And a column, which is 311 stairs, by the way. Okay. Winding stairs around the outside of a narrow narrow column is um as it is it turns out really the the sort of thing that triggers my fear of heights okay because think about it it's it's narrow mm. and then you're on top of it mm. um and the thing you're standing on top the viewing platform is wider than the column so your brain is thinking okay. I don't understand how this is staying up okay okay yeah. it's like being on top of a lolly <laughs> and I don't like I don't like it um but I, d- I just want my son to have a wonderful childhood and he wanted to go there mm. because he'd been studying the great fire of London at, at, at school so I thought to myself oh, I can do that I mean you have amassed nearly 50 years of evidence that this probably won't go well for you but it'll, it'll probably be different this time why is that <laughs> thing that we have in our heads so that makes us think I don't know, probably be different this time. Blind optimism. I don't consider myself a blind optimist. You are, <laughs> if you did that. Anyway, uh, suffice to say, it wasn't different this time. So I'm now asking myself, what, what is, what's better? A wonderful, ch- what, what is better for you psychologically? Mm. A, a wonderful childhood experience of going to the top of something you learned about in school? Mm. Or being traumatised by your dad <laughs> pretending to be having a great time when he's clearly on the brink of a panic attack and borderline hyperventilating. While you're up really high. While you're up really yeah, high, yeah. that's not great. Yeah, so that was that. One thing I did love was the narrow winding staircase. Now, I didn't enjoy walking up it. I, I, I thought a coronary incident was coming for me, but it, it didn't. But what I really liked is when you're on the way up, people on the way down, they stand to one side and let you pass. Okay. So I felt that I was the most grateful to everybody who let me pass, made sure to make eye contact say, oh, thank you, thank you very much. Very deferential and grateful. Mm-hmm. Even better than that, when we're coming back down, I think I'm just the best at standing to one side and making sure that my family also stand to one side. Make a big song and dance about it. As soon as I hear people come in, people come in. Everyone stand to one side. Make sure you give people plenty of room. They're on the way up. Oh, and, and then I'd say to them, almost halfway, guys, keep going. <laughs> give a bit of encouragement. It was wonderful. I really think that in terms of feeling socially confident and, and also feeling like a useful member of the uh, society, mm. nothing, is, nothing I don't think has come close to coming down those stairs and standing aside for people on the way up. That must be your place in life, that yeah. spiral staircase. Yeah, not the up though, mm. even though the, the gratitude I, I conveyed very well. Um, what else was I tell you about? I was saying to Sarah earlier, I've got nothing to talk about on a drift today. Not that you'd guess it from um, that top quality content about the spiral staircase. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and she said, why Why don't you, She well, she said, here's what you should talk about. There's There's definitely something weird about the way that you're excited to see the film Matilda the Musical. 
Oh, they're doing a film of it, are they? What? I didn't you know. You don't know this? No, I didn't know. <gasps> we first saw a trailer for it. I don't know. It feels like it was last Christmas, but it can't be that long ago. And it's not like I'm this huge film of either the book or the musical. I like both. You've been to see the musical? Yeah, a couple, yeah. Yeah, a couple of times. Oh, that's a lot. I know, but it's not because I'm one of these people who goes to see musicals a lot and no. wears the T-shirt and then waits at the stage door to meet the cast members. It's when people come to visit. Uh, so, oh, what would be fun to do? Go and see a show. So I've had nieces down and taken uh, them to because okay. it's the best okay. one. Um, and, and Sarah took Gene to see it the other week as well, a couple of months ago. So he's into all the songs and stuff. So it's just felt exciting to me that it's coming. Mm. Uh, so every time there's a new trailer, I'll say, oh, there's a new trailer, everybody, and we'll sit and watch it. And then I'll say, oh, only four weeks to go until it's released. And I think part of it is just because it's that bit of the year between like, Halloween bonfire night and like Christmas festivities, Advent style. It's a real dead zone. Okay. And they've given us something right in that dead zone okay. to look forward to, to break it up, which I get. Other people get excited about that. There's the um, thingy on at the moment, isn't it? The uh, Soccer World Cup, I believe, yes, is, is yeah. happening. It's called the World Cup. Well um, but <laughs> That's not for you, is it? No, no that's not for me. No. You've I'm, got Matilda. Uh, yes. Even though I'm not that mad on it, it's it's I'm treating it like there's a new Star Wars film coming out, oh. or they've unearthed a, a Ingmar Bergman masterpiece that never got released. <laughs> That's how excited I am about it. I can't quite think why that is, apart from the fact that it's just breaking up this bit of life, Mm-mm. which is all you want from anything, really, isn't yeah. it? But Sarah also said there is there is no way that any of us are going to enjoy it because of the weight of expectation that I'm putting on it said already my excitement about this film means that we're not going to have a good time. And it won't be the same as the theatre when you've got like your like box of Maltesers rather than the bag, all the special little things. Yeah, that's true. And needing to go to the toilet and having to wait to the interval and then queuing, all all these unique things to it. I went to see it years ago. Um, in fact, it was with Sarah, I think, on one of our early dates when she first came to London, one of the two times that I saw. So it was once with a niece and once with Sarah. And um, when Matilda came on and took a bow at the curtain call, a girl in front of us, who was probably only like 12 or something, stood up and punched the air. Very moving. Oh. Very moving. That's not going to happen in the cinema, is no. it? If it did, then they're going to... Be like ruining the projection. <laughs> yeah. Have I told you once I went to see some really? I'm trying to think what it was. Like a film about the Holocaust. It might have been that Italian film, Life Is Beautiful. Oh yeah. And you know that that was. I think maybe history doesn't judge that film so kindly in in certain ways. But at the time, it was hugely popular, and anybody who saw it, you, you were in floods of tears. Yeah. Um, at the end and and almost couldn't get up and leave the screen. I remember being in the cinema watching that and somebody on the way out, as soon as the credits started, stood up, passed where the oh projector was and then made little bunny ears in the projector. That's insane. That's so insane. It's so weird, isn't it? It's so weird. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's, uh, that, that's what we got to look forward to this weekend, Matilda. I was this weekend? Yeah. I'm so excited. And then before that, and I don't count this as the things that break this part of the year up because um, it's an American thing. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, right. And Sarah insists on doing something. She's doing well, Thanksgiving. She's American. But it's sad. It's not sad. She's no, American. No, but it's sad because it's just us doing it. I think like 
part of the reason it's such a great holiday in America, and I really think it is. Mm. It started off as a Christian holiday, but it's embraced by all the different cultures, and it's not about Black Friday, the day after. Oh, it's all about the sales. But Thanksgiving itself, it's not about presents. There's nothing particularly materialistic about it. It's just about families being together. But we're together every day anyway. Mm. It's just the three of us. I think she's invited some people over, but, you know, these are just people mooching free food off (laughs) It's just sad when it's a different thing when a, when a, when when a whole country or at least part of your community celebrates something mm. and you feel part of something than just being this weird house with a, a celebrating something that nobody nobody is really that interested in here. And what's your turkey replacement? I know what she's got planned. Oh. Like the in terms of the traditions of it, over there they have on TV in the mornings this thing called the Macy's Day, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I don't really know what it is. So it's the streets of New York. People line the streets, waving flags, and then a parade happens past the front of Macy's department store, which is covered live on the television, okay, on the big networks. I mean, bear in mind that some of our things can sometimes feel a bit parochial <laughs> compared to. America and where it's bigger and better. Mm. Uh, this is they they televise some floats going past the shop. Just the shop bit. Like how big is the shop? Well, it's a, it's like imagine them going past uh, Debenhams. It's bigger it's than not, that. Not very far. No, but but how the point is, is it's a lot of floats. Three it's, it's a lot of floats. No, it's not one float, oh, is I it? See. <laughs> so it'll be like I don't know the the cast of um, Cats. On the back of a truck, and they'll do a dance, and uh, okay, the okay. people will clap and wave, and then uh, there'll be some brand. There'll be a brand. I don't know. Think yeah. of a brand, Nike. Yeah, they might have a float, and then they they paid some celebrities to stand on it and wave. Okay. So you're just watching this, but we can't do that. But I could find it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, find what on YouTube? Like an old one. Yeah. What do you think you'll notice? Would you? Would anybody? No. No, I don't think so. Anyway. That's what we're doing. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, just um, just before we get into Quandary Corner, I just wanted to mention that after we finish recording the podcast, we are recording something for our Patreon supporters, aren't we? We are. It is the latest in our secret dot, dot, dot series. When I say latest, it's the second, right? The second one, yeah. yeah. But it's it's going to be a long, long-running series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel it. This is where somebody who works in a profession of which drifters might have lots of questions, is able to tell us what it's really like from the inside. Mm -hmm. And today it's one that comes up with alarming frequency on the uh, podcast. It's about, it's a secret hairdresser. Hairdresser and barber. Yeah. So we are going to, uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to ask your questions, our Patreon supporters questions of the secret barber and uh, slash hairdresser. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to be available to to download and listen to for our supporters on Patreon. So if you enjoy the podcast and think, that's enough for me, though. I don't need to be giving them any money. That's fine. Podcast is free. Mm-hmm. If you want to support us doing this weekend, week in, week out, if you enjoy it and think, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do something a bit more to be part of that, uh, if you can afford it, some small change every month, and this is the type of thing you get. There's different tiers of it. Yep. Depending on how much you uh, how much you're able to uh, to um, to give to support supporters with, but everything above two dollars 
is available to everybody until the end of the year. So this will be included in that, yes, I guess. Yes, it will, yeah. So if you would like to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com stroke adrift. A Patreon, by the way, it's a funny word. I always say it like people know what it is, mm. but it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's probably Patreon, isn't it? Patreon. Like patron, patron. No, mm. Patreon. Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Anyway, ah. patreon.com stroke adrift. Time now for Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Annabelle, from whom is the first one? Grand Chancellor Sharon. Sharon Shazmo. We recently went on a Welsh vineyard tour. One mm-hmm. of them? Hmm? What? Is that a thing? It is. Wow. Not making it up, no. Climate change. <laughs> one of the wines we sampled at the bar afterwards was particularly tasty and I wanted to buy a bottle. The vineyard didn't have a shop. Instead, you could buy bottles at the reception. There are a few bottles on display behind the reception, but with no prices keen to make a purchase i asked the receptionist the price expecting it to be about 15 pounds but she said it was 25 pounds i was flummoxed it was a nice wine but not that nice i didn't know what to do or how to react i just stared blankly for what felt like ages before slightly moving my head from left to right then very slowly turning around and shuffling out of the shop without saying a word it felt very awkward and was a shameful interaction Please let me know what would have been the correct response. The stock I'll have a think or just browsing at the moment wouldn't have worked given there was nothing else on sale and the reception was at the entrance exit and we were very clearly leaving. I'm not sure why I feel so bad and guilty for not wanting to pay £25, but I most definitely did. Right, easy. Oh, great. Go, go big, you go big. Go on. So how much is um, how much is that bottle, please? £25. Uh-huh. And and do you also sell them by the case? Yep. And is there um is there, is there, is that the same price as it six times twenty five? Is it hundred uh, is it uh, hundred and fifty? You get ten percent off. Okay, great. And <laughs> what would be the largest number of cases you'd be able to <laughs> supply? Um uh, well I mean we'd have to check the supplier, but I could for today I could do twelve. Okay. Um well it won't be today, but that's good to know. <laughs> um that's great. Leave it with me. You've never done that, surely. No, but it's a brilliant idea. Don't you think that's great? It is. You seem like, in, instead of seeming like a skin flint, yeah, yeah. you seem like the biggest Charlie Big Potatoes. You either want 300 bottles or yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they say whatever the biggest number they'll be able to play, you go, mm, I don't know if we're going to be able to make that work. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you. And you'd have to hope that's the end of it. They don't start yeah. saying, but I can give you like a one yeah. crate now because then it could start. You end no. up, you'd end up what's spending £600. Yeah. And do you have a Jeroboam? Jeroboam. I don't know what one is. It's a big one. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what, Methu- Methuselah? I beg your pardon? Or maybe that's not one, is it? I don't know. It may well be. Okay. Well, I don't have anything better to add to that. I have do to you have say. anything else, though? What would <laughs> you <laughs> Anything else? Just in case somebody doesn't want to go big before they go home. I have home. to say that I'm okay. Hmm. We're saying, oh, oh, I haven't, I haven't got enough for that. You what? I think I, I think I could. I can't, but I, I cannot. That's so humiliating. Could, could you not just go? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, twenty five pounds. Great. I'll let my partner know. He's what he was asking. Oh, yes, that's what you could do. I'll let, I'll let him know. Yeah. He yeah. wanted he, and then blame it on whoever. I you're can't with. believe that yeah. you would just be fine with that. That I don't know. Is it that embarrassing? Yeah, admitting that you're, you're too much of a skinflint. 
to pay 25 yeah. that's a lot of money for a bottle of wine or that you know admitting that you're impoverished well yeah there is that yeah the shame no having workshopped it yep. <laughs> i think i would go okay great sorry you said 15 pounds oh, you said 25 pounds brilliant i'll let him know brilliant thank you because by letting them know you can't afford it they win <laughs> they win what <laughs> i don't know but they win you can't let them know no no well they've got i think we've got two good suggestions okay there. all right next one okay you thought that we'd covered everything regarding online supermarket deliveries last week, didn't you? Um, I'm, I'm surprised if that's where we're heading now. Well, yes. you, don't be surprised. Okay. You were wrong. There is more. Duncan Rogers has been in touch. He is another customer delivery driver. Now, he's been talking to the delivery driver, Paul Elms, from last week because he does not like the suggestion of leaving bags out the front for the driver to fill. But they've been talking on Facebook. Oh, I thought you did. You connect them. <laughs> yeah, they asked for the numbers right. and a meeting place. No, Duncan does now concede that it's okay if it's one or two trays only. But he's got lots more stuff for us and starts by explaining what he does to minimise awkwardness. Personally, he says, I carry two trays at a time to the door. So when you start emptying the stuff out, I disappear back to the van to get the next two. I've noticed the difference between this. Some like bring it all on a, what do you call those things? Those pushy things, you know. A trolley? Yeah, yeah, kind of trolley thing. Some bring them all at once and some do two at a time. And now Mm. we know why. It's because they're trying to eliminate small talk. Ah. Then I pick up any empties and return to get the next two full ones until we're done. I can tell by how fast you're going if I need to head back empty-handed straight away to get the last ones or if I should reorganise the van a little while I wait. Sometimes they're hiding from you. (laughs) This is what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This means I spend the minimum amount of time with you at the door, but are there if you need to say something to me. Hopefully you'll empty out your stuff pretty quickly and don't say much more than good evening. Is that all of it? Thanks, mate. He says, this is probably my second most preferred interaction. My most preferred one is about the same, but you will take each tray into your house, empty it quickly and return it outside outside it means you don't have to kneel in front of me which i do because it can feel awkward mm. and it's usually much quicker as you don't have to fit the stuff in bags or boxes and just stick it on your table or whatever probably the third best is asking me to carry it into the kitchen is it still faster but can be difficult fitting the trays through someone's house as there can be stuff in the way that's never occurred to me this option he says that doors sometimes close new and you often mm. there's barely any lights on. Also, my company has a policy of only entering a house if the person is elderly or infirm or disabled. We don't ask you, but usually if you ask us to help, it's because you need the assistance. He goes on to say some other things he prefers. Because he works evenings when it's dark, he says, I know we're in an energy and climate crisis, but lights really don't cost much to run. Please, if you have an outdoor light, put it on, ideally half an hour before you can expect to see me. It will help me to identify yours as being the correct house. Also, if you have a nice, big and preferably well-knit house number, it will help me guide to the right house, even if yours is not it. I find that a problem with your house. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't have a I mean, big I've been number. there so many times that I can almost never remember where it is. Also, I've got a very high hedge. So you can't really see the mm. door. I know. It's, it's an issue. I do try and put the light on, though. Would you consider um, trimming the hedge like topiary to, to be the number of your house? Never occurred Oh, because you've won those houses with a name, not a number, though, aren't you? <laughs> what? You are? Uh, Why are you laughing? Don't say what it is. I'm not going to. I don't care if you do. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, like, I don't think, because I I think it's, 
I don't know if it's like the suburban thing because you know that's a real thing, isn't it? People having house names instead of numbers. But and Annabelle's and and I'm right. I think it's on the land registry. Is this, isn't it? So I live in a flat, and I thought I see these big houses all the time having names. Wouldn't it be funny if I lived in like slightly grotty flat and it had a name? And I thought, what would I like to call it? And I thought, and I thought, and I knew what I wanted to call it, and I wanted to call it the Playwoman Mansion. <laughs> Now, like the Playboy Mansion, but this is the Playwoman yes, Mansion. Just. Yeah. So I rang up the post office and asked if I could do it completely dead, like straight faced, like no issue at all. They're like, yeah, fine. What do you want to call it? I said, the Playwoman Mansion. They went, okay, it's done. <laughs> and then I didn't really think about it again. But every now and then, you know, when you get those, you put, you type in your postcard and you get a drop down box to select your address. <laughs> Quite often says <laughs> the Playwood Mansion. And I keep thinking I better change it. But then I like the idea that someone's going to move in not <laughs> when I eventually move, not know about this. And one day they're going to do that drop down box and be like, what the hell have I moved into? Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. And a very, 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 very occasionally I'll get a letter addressed to it as well. And that makes me really happy. It's so great, Annabelle. Yeah, I should already get rid of it. Yeah. No, leave it. <laughs> I want to leave it because I want that person yes, to accidentally yes, find yes. out the next person that moves in. Anyway, where were we? Oh, he says, and to save your heat, by all means, close the door between trays if you like. It will stop me counting the number of shoes in your hallway and reduces the likelihood of chatting to zero. So, yes, please do it. Uh-huh. That's nice to know. As Paul mentioned, some people who take the trays in like to take their time decanting them. Please understand we have many customers and to keep to the delivery windows, we really must ask that you put it away after we have this left. Is, this is what I was saying last week. Yeah. I, I worry about, I think those delivery windows are too tight. I think you're mm. under too much pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, if you're checking each item, um, if you're checking each item is there before you let me go, benefits no one as I can't conjure up a podjut even if it's missing and they are very rarely missing. Please let me in my way and then tell the free customer phone service people they will help you. He finishes by saying, if you've paid for your shopping, then I will deliver it. If I'm late, it's probably because I got lost or had a troublesome customer before you. I will continue to deliver until everyone has their stuff, even if it means I'm late back. I do get paid overtime as the company would much prefer that than to put all the shopping back and then pick it all again when it is rearranged. We don't have the space to store an order that isn't delivered. I don't want to work later than the hours I'm contracted for, but I'll do it every week as I am one of these customers waiting for my order to arrive in a house with a well-lit front and a bloody great number <laughs> on the front. Well, I found that very interesting. What a guy. I know. Between Paul and Duncan, I we really all, feel yeah. like we've got the elite. We know what to do now. Yeah, and yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, thank you for those. If you have a quandary uh, that you would like us to, to try and uh, figure out for you, the quandary corner, I mean, we're all I'm saying is uh, we're, we are very well resourced with experts in the realm of online deliveries. Yes. But any interaction that you, you, you're you um, perturbed about, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Please send us your drift stories. Hello at adriftpodcast.com, as just said. 
Uh, that's the email address for Quandary Corner as well. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift. And coming soon, for our Patreon supporters, it's the secret hairdresser slash barber. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for our incidental music. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. Carla Gowlett took the photos. No podication this week. No, none. Uh, so I'll just go because I'm actually feeling quite skittish. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.